Hello everybody, welcome to 360 on History. My name is Altaf Khan and I have Saima Beg with me. Hello everyone. Uh, 360 on History is a blog about science, history and nature where we plan to discuss everything starting from Big Bang till today. Today is the 50th anniversary of moon landing so we figured it's fitting to do our first podcast where we discuss the moon landing and various interesting facts surrounding that. So coincidentally uh, 20th July is the 50th anniversary of the moon landing and that that's when we will be releasing our first podcast so we are lucky yeah right Saima Absolutely it is serendipitous that we, we are releasing our first podcast on the same day as the moon landing Uh yeah exactly I'm I'm so excited for this for pod, first podcast and it's just that you know the universe conspired for this to happen at this particular day so yeah lucky as always mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right so um moon landing we're going to start we're going to discuss moon landing today um but before we get into that Simon can you tell me where did this white spherical round blob of white came from Okay so the tar- currently we have three theories regarding the uh, formation of the moon the first one and the most popular and accepted one is that it formed when um, uh, in the early solar system about 4.5 billion years ago uh, when a body the size of mars crashed into earth um this body was called theia and it sent out a lot of debris from the earth's crust which uh, coalesced due to gravity and formed the took the shape of the moon and this is a theory that has been accepted that is accepted mostly by everybody the other theories are that it was formed as a smaller body right at the same time as the earth so that's a co-formation theory and then finally uh, an interesting theory is that the earth's gravity captured a passing body uh, uh, you know as happens with other moons in the solar system but like i said the first theory has is considered the most valid can you elaborate a little why the first theory is the most the considered to be the most accurate one well because of various um uh you know like rock samples and various geological features scientists believe that that makes the most sense uh, as in like the the you know the, the the samples that they collected from the moon it showed that uh, it's it's made of the same stuff that the earth is made of right yeah yeah, yeah. and also for example that you know the moon is very uh, much less dense than the earth mm-hmm. so that would not have happened if they had formed at the same time so the uh, you know that it that kind of negates the co-formation theory that they formed together one big body and one small body they the other two this theory explains the first theory explains almost a, a much a many more elements than the second and the third theories do so that's why it is considered more most valid at the moment all right so all right so um you know um and now we know where this 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 particular white blob of sphere and round came from um can you uh tell me a little more about like um you know 
uh, it, it, it's a beautiful sight. We look up in the sky and then we see this beautiful shining round thing. Uh, and humans by nature are very inquisitive, very curious. Uh, so this, um, you know, uh, and we, we love the moon. There is like a certain, uh, you know, uh, weird fascination with that particular, um, you know, uh, structure in the sky. <laughs> so uh, has it always been the case? And like, is that what led to like the exploration bit where we just wanted to like get there? Absolutely. So ever since human beings have looked up, they have been interested in um, in the bodies that we see, the sun and the moon, and uh, and we the recorded history. Moon that is we more saw, fascinating than the sun, though, right? Well, it depends on who you are, where you, <laughs> you belong, where you belong, you know, what are your cultural, you know. I see. You know, so if you're like, for me, for me, the sun is much more fascinating because. The very existence of life on this planet is based entirely on the sun. I know, and you are also a person. Yes, and, so, and you know, the moon is... Yeah, yeah it, it, it's been part of a lot of... The moon is more calming, it's beautiful, it has more aesthetic as compared to the sun. It's, the sun burns you and it's like... And I, gives you life. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at the moon when it's like, at its full scenes, it's the 14th day, it, it gives you a certain life too. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's a dead planet. It only reflects oh life. Oh my God. All right. Just, just keep telling uh, me. Sorry, planet. Planet. <laughs> 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 Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 Tell me about it. The, you know, how people have been obsessed with this over the years and shit. No, so they've always been obsessed with both the sun and the moon, and depending on where you are, sometimes the more. So they've had gods based on both the bodies. Some some people have considered the sun the main male god and the moon the female god, or vice versa. So from the beginning, the uh, you know the moon has been represented in one way or the other as one of the major gods, starting from prehistory. You know, whenever since when. The time that we've had a recorded history, the moon, the lunar um, worship has existed, and it has gone come down over the years. Even um, pre-Islamic Arabia had a lot of uh, mythology around the lunar god. So you know, so it was only the, the sorry. Moon. So it was only the Arabs, or it was also the same in the European. Part of the world. No, the, the Europeans as well. Every, you know, everywhere, almost everywhere. Because think about it. You know, you see these two things in the sky, and you know, your weather. The weather changes, um, seasons change. So and so, these are the only two things that you think must be controlling all of that. So even in mm-hmm. Europe, they've had they've had lunar based um, um, events and. Um, you know their mythologies have circled around them. They're, if if you go and Google that, you'll see that you know something or the other comes up in every continent. Even the um, uh, the Native Americans have their lunar mythology and creation myths. The Aborigines have them. So all across the world. I see. So all right. So there has always been this fascination with the moon. Mm-hmm. It, it came to light in in different forms where it was associated with religion and other you know. Um, uh, 
aspects of life, important aspects of life. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, is that where the idea of like exploring moon came from, or was it just that you know, like, oh, we need to explore space, so we need to get to the moon first, or like what, like? I mean, the idea that we have to be on the moon and then land on the moon and see what it's like. Uh, how, how did that start it, and, and what's the background? So, yes, um, once we developed telescopes and looked up and saw that the, the, not only is there the moon and the sun, but there are the planets as well. Like those twinkling lights are not just all faraway stars, but also some planets. And uh, so we've been, always been interested in exploring space. And this took head in, um, you know, just in, during the the Cold War when um, Russia, the, when the Soviet Union and the USA were trying to beat each other to go into space. So uh, this, that was the first step. And obviously they thought that, okay, you know, the first step of, of exploring the whole uh, solar system is to go to the moon because it's our closest neighbor. And uh, the Soviets beat the Americans to it, basically, because they did send Sputnik 1, which, is the, which was the first artificial Earth satellite, into a very low elliptical, low Earth or orbit in 1957. And then Yuri Gagarin became the first cosmonaut or first human being to um, uh, journey into outer space in 1961. So the Soviets beat the U U.S., but then the U.S. was not very far behind. Mm -hmm. Really? I mean... And yeah, yeah, they didn't get this far. Why did you put the rear? You went to the moon, but you had a big problem. No, they were the first ones to go to the moon. They, they went, um, they started, the year that Yuri Gagarin went up into space, uh, the uh, the Americans started their Apollo program, nineteen sixty one. But then Americans were the, were the first to get yeah, they were the right. First. They were that's what the so that's what the race was for. Like the race was not who gets first into the space, but who gets first on the moon, right? Well, initially it was it it start it was a, it started as a space race, but when. Mm -hmm the decision were taken that, okay, you know, let's go to the moon first. Then everybody wanted to go to the moon first. Oh. And the U.S. had more resources to throw at this idea, especially President Kennedy. Mm -hmm. When he became president in his inauguration speech and then in front of Congress, he oh. uh, again and again did say, his speech is very famous, uh, that we should go to the moon. We should put a man um, on the moon in, in 10 years. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like the impetus for them to just push it on. And a lot of money was $25 billion was spent. Oh. $25 billion At in that time. Yeah. money. Yeah. yeah. So that money. was a lot of money, a lot yeah. of effort. Uh, it's 1961, they uh, started the program. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of Apollos happened before the Apollo 11, which actually landed on the moon. Mm -hmm. I see. So all these uh, prior uh, Apollo missions, they were like, um, you know, they, they eventually uh, led to the completion of the Apollo 11 mission, right? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. The first one, unfortunately, Apollo 1, mm -hmm. uh, when it took off uh, uh, in 1967, 
a fire was ignited within the command module mm. and uh, it was just during the pre-launch test and all three astronauts died is is that the event that was broadcasted like on national tv on uh, yes, the US yes. Oh. yes yes yeah that was horrifying right. was, yeah um yeah so okay so then mm, you know then you know you had the other it, they kept going they kept testing they kept at it, the apollo i'll just go through some of the interesting ones please of uh, like the more memorable ones no, mm-hmm. they were all interesting obviously mm-hmm. so <clears throat> the apollo 8 mission was an extremely important testing ground for the spacecraft systems and the navigation techniques uh, that they had that had been developed for approaching and orbiting the moon and uh, you know i i have a very soft spot for the apollo 8 mission as well because on this flight astronaut bill anders took that famous earthrise photo oh. showing the showing the earth you know seeming to like hover over the moon's surface and so you can see the moon as a black and white sort of grayish structure and then there is this blue marble right there and it's like it's a i love that photograph so he just Absolutely. orbited the moon but did not like land on that no nobody oh. landed everybody this was up till now it was just orbit oh i see and even even apollo 10 which was a practice run just two or three months before apollo 11 mm-hmm. they also did the same thing um the apollo 10 orbited the moon in fact the command module and the lunar lander separated the, uh, that was a funny bit the command module was called charlie brown mm-hmm. <laughs> and the lunar lander was called snoopy mm-hmm. and it separated and then it was just it brought it, the 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 astronauts were were in the lunar lander but it did not land mm-hmm. on they decided not to land it they brought it back and then they just sort of chucked snoopy and uh, the story is that recently not but well, not recently in 2011 uh, some pe- some fellows of the royal uk's royal astronomical society uh, set out to find where snoopy was mm-hmm. and they are convinced that it is orbiting the sun oh so orbiting you know, we the can't, sun. obviously we can't yeah we there's no way of confirming that but that's the Whoa. that's the how did it start how did that start orbiting the sun because you know when you chuck things out into space oh so then it's like pulled by yes, other bigger bodies oh. the gravity yeah the oh. gravity is going to capture so wow. maybe it went too close and the gravity of the sun captured it Mm-hmm. and uh, that's what they think is happening. Oh, wow, okay. Um yeah. so all right, so then we landed Apollo 11 yes. landed Ju- on 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 July 20th 1969. Mm-hmm. Uh um, Neil, mm-hmm. yeah, Neil Armstrong landed on it. The uh, I just want to talk about the the Saturn 5 rocket. Mhm. This to Why this do you want day, to talk about the Saturn V rocket? That's the rocket that they cho- used to take the lo- the command module and the um, uh, lunar uh, lander to mm-hmm. to to, to uh, sort of send it out of Earth's gravity, and it is still the biggest and most powerful rocket that we have ever made. Really, still? Yeah. Yep. Oh wow! All right. It's so. Uh, they landed on uh, around that time they spent about 
Well, Neil, obviously we know that Neil landed first. He's had his famous saying. Um, what was one, the first uh, saying? He, he said one small step for man, uh, for a man and a giant leap for mankind. So, yeah, is, um, I mean, there has been a lot of speculation regarding, like, in different cultures, especially, like, in our culture. You know, mm-hmm. like, he maybe, like, hurt something. Did, do you know anything about that? Well, I have, I do know that there is this conspiracy theory, uh, especially in, in amongst Muslims, that he heard the azan over there. Mm-hmm. But it's a vacuum, you can't hear anything there, right? Absolutely. <laughs> And, well, yeah. So, and and that he became a Muslim after that mm-hmm. as well. And that this one does not die. I don't know why, but it will just not die. Mm-hmm. But it never happened because, and the, the, the reason it never happened is because Neil himself mm-hmm. was not somebody who wanted, who talked about, he was very reserved. He didn't talk about himself a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the whole sort of post-lunar landing you know, tours and trips and all of promotional stuff. But he didn't like to talk about himself. But he asked mm-hmm. the school department mm-hmm. to send out a notification on his behalf, mm-hmm. which they do. And that oh. can be easily found on the internet, saying that he is not a Muslim. He uh, also, um, um, you know, was cremated. So if he had become a Muslim, I'm sure he would have preferred to be buried. And then in his official biography, mm-hmm. he sent a statement that this is like, this is not... Actually, Simon, I have that statement with me. Let me oh, read it mm-hmm. out. Um, it's uh, in his uh, official biography, First Man, The Life of Neil Armstrong. He states yeah. in his own words that the conversion rumors are false. Um, mm-hmm. I quote, um, I have found that many organizations claim me as a member. For which I am not a member, and a lot of different families, Armstrong families and others, make connections, many of which do not exist. So many people identify with the success of Apollo. They claim about my becoming a Muslim is just an extreme version version of people invariably telling me they know somebody who I might know. So, yeah, yeah from the horse's yeah. mouth. I think that's for for me. That's enough as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that conspiracy theory will still not die. But you know, hopefully, no, people will do I some investigation. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, actually, I didn't know about this particular statement and uh, the statement issued by the State Department. But you know, I think most people like me who didn't know about that now know that he mm-hmm. actually officially refuted these claims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, so they landed on on the moon but then we mm-hmm. keep hearing about the dark side of the moon can right. you explain that what's, what's that like is there just like one part of the moon that's like lit and the other part is like dark but what's up with that no it's not like that at all uh-huh. it's just that we can only see one side of the moon because oh. the moon is tightly locked so it rotates and orbits us in such a way that we only see one side so we are such divas that you know if we see the one part that we see in that slit that's and then the other part that we just can't see we'll just call it the dark side is that what yes. we did all right yes <laughs> so that side is just we just can't see that side that's all there is so that's but, why it's called uh, the dark side 
Yeah, and yeah. but mo- all go. of our landings, mm-hmm. all of the all of the moon landings, and after Apollo eleven, there were five more. All mm-hmm. of them had happened on obviously the the, the other five side. landings were all by NASA by the yes. US. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. With the manned landings were mm-hmm. all by NASA, mm-hmm. and they're all on the lit side of the moon, and they um are in a very small area actually mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. not very spread out because those that's the area we knew so we just it was just easier to get there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, let me just uh, just a couple of like anecdotes uh, before uh, we move on uh, when they were landing on the moon anil armstrong and buzz aldrin they realized anil realized that they had overshot their uh, landing site oh and that he only uh, eventually only had 30 seconds to land the lander mm-hmm. or the mission would have been aborted oh. and neil said no it i'll do it and he did it and it was just like by touch and go that that this actually happened oh wow and so the other story is manually took over he did not yeah, rely yeah he manually it. took over and, and he was, landed there. yeah okay wow he was a phenomenal test pilot so you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um he just ऐसे तो मुसलमान नहीं हो गया यार मजाक तो एंड देन ऑन द वे बैक दिस इज दिस आई एक्चुअली सॉ अ प्रोग्राम इन विच दे वर इंटरव्यूइंग बस ऑलरेन लाइक मे बी ए कपल ऑफ इयर्स अबाउट एंड ही नरेटेड दिस स्टोरी ही सेड दैट ऑन द वेन वी बैक इन टू द लैंडर we realized we were doing the checks and we realized that one of the switches mm-hmm. had broken off oh. and we needed that switch to take off mm. and uh bus said that they the you know houston back home mm-hmm. we have said, a problem oh, you guys so <laughs> <laughs> they said you guys you guys go to sleep mm-hmm. and we will try to figure this out they they but they tried to figure out if we could override that switch mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and we'll we'll fix it in the morning and then you can leave so they went to sleep mm-hmm. and when they woke up they were uh, back on earth they were still working on overriding it mm-hmm. when bus suddenly remembered that he earlier he had seen a pen floating around mm-hmm. and so he took that pen mm-hmm. and he used that he stuck it into that hole of that switch and he used that to turn it on Oh. True story. Wow! It's like it's there in. Not only did Buzz narrate it, oh. but it's also there in the in the you know all the recordings, actual original recordings, mm-hmm. because they were talking back and forth. So it's right there. Wow! All right. So it was a real touch and go mission. Wow! That's that that explains the ingenuity of the human race. We are. and then yeah. of course this 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 uh, desire to never give up and like you know keep pushing and keep trying and absolutely to, yes yeah. we are i mean come to if you think about it we are just apes who got conscious but look look at where we've come bas wo abhi tumhare piche log aa jayenge danda leke sabar karo acha so um yeah so the dark side of uh, the dark side of the moon so we haven't explored the dark side of the moon or there is still like there are people who are like now trying to like explore the dark side of the moon because you said that we have only uh, you know been there like five times and 
all these five times we just only landed on like a particular piece of like moon didn't like yeah but, well five five plus the apollo 11 so oh, so, oh there's totally six all right cool all right yeah all right well so, yeah no nobody's been to the to what we call the dark side of the moon mm-hmm. however china mm-hmm. has sent um rover oh it's called chang'e 4 mm-hmm. it's all it landed there and uh it's investigating the dark side of the moon mm-hmm. um uh then and i'm talking about some of the other other than nasa some of the other company uh, uh countries who may have set um sent a spacecraft israel a private company in israel tried to send one hmm. but it to the dark on, side yes but it crashed into the lunar surface because it had engine failure mm-hmm. right maine laga koi yahudi saazish ho gayi yes absolutely <laughs> and all oh, the latest news is that last week india's Chandrayaan 2 was ready for launch. Yeah, but it just, they just canceled that, right? Yeah, they canceled like less than an hour before it was supposed to take off. Mm. It's scheduled rescheduled again for Monday. Major Adnan Sami Zindabad, he, he does amazing work. All right, he he striked yeah. out too. <laughs> All right. So, okay, so this was the dark side. So people are like trying to like explore the dark side. So 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 like I just fail to understand though like if if the objective is to like you know uh explore why don't we do it together or like it's just that I, everybody has their own thing that they want to do when they go up there like what's up with that Yeah I mean there are things that we do together like for example the international space station Mhm everybody uses uh, it Yeah everybody uses it experiments mm-hmm. are done together but then also you know competitiveness exists in everybody every country mm-hmm. wants to some achieve that on their own as well yeah. they do share a lot of data it's not like they just hold it and nobody shares it mm-hmm. but everybody wants to have the achievement it's not like the space race anymore mm-hmm. it's not like the us trying to beat the soviets mm-hmm. or vice versa but it but people want i mean countries want to do, have their own achievements but nowadays everybody shares the data you you can just I mean NASA is so fantastic they've just put everything they have online it's in the public domain so yeah most know. of the content on our blog is from NASA so yeah thank exactly. you guys thank <laughs> for you making guys. all of yeah. that royalty free yeah <laughs> all right all right thank you so much Saima uh, for all this um, you know information that you shared and now i know so much more i'm so much more intelligent and now then you know i can use all these uh, talking points while i'm talking to people telling them how knowledgeable i am thank you oh thank you thank you for talking to me and i'm so happy we've got our podcast sorted now i, I look forward to hearing it i know i know we we need to do this more often and we need to be like more um, you know uh, what's the word hmm we need to do more this active. yeah we need to like yeah we have to be more active and we have to have a schedule so yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll get more of these out soon um yeah. uh, i'll i'll put all the our website and social media information in the description uh you mm-hmm. can look us up just type in 360 on history and you will see us um i think this is it for now uh altaf and saima are signing off now and hopefully Very soon we'll see you with another episode of with another very exciting topic. So till then, stay tuned and uh, 
See you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.